I truly believe that failure is probably the best victory that a worship leader can have in his ministry or any leader for that matter, because it's only through failure is when we learn. When we learn, we understand how to take charge of ourselves, take charge of the ministry that God has given us. Otherwise, that ministry will charge you. This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, what's up, podcast? Worship leaders, friends, and pastors, what is up? Thank you so much again for downloading and subscribing to the Worship Team Training Podcast, brought to you here by Worship Team Training University. All of our members watching us by video. What's up, members? So glad that you guys are here. And as always, this episode is brought to you by our great friends over at Faith Life Proclaim. Visit them at proclaimonline.com, where church presentations are made easy. Members, check out the calendar, wttu.co slash events. Check out the latest dates that we have coming up on the program. Also, don't forget, guys, I'll talk more about how you too can become a, you can become a member here at wttu.co. Grab a, a, a membership just for you. We have a free one and that you can check out. I'll talk more about that later on at the end of the podcast. Uh, check out our newsletter at worshteentraining.com. Let's talk about who's coming up next. David Chadwick. I talked about him before. Let me just first say, let me just first say, a huge thanks to all of our guests that come on the show. Um, I will tell you that we, we have the most incredible people that come and do these Thursday trainings is what we call them. And we feature them here on WTTU.co. So they're not on the public podcast. They're on our closed video for members only in which we've had tons of people. Um, Andy Razier, um, we're soon to be with uh, Meredith Andrews, uh, Christy Nordoff. We've had her, great lady. Uh, just a, a lot of great guests. And when they come on, let me just tell you that we don't talk about, yes, we talk about their, al- their albums and their music, but we get down to deep-hearted issues that you're really not going to hear anywhere else because the questions and the topics that we cover are the very same things that you're facing as a worship leader. So it's not about pushing product. We don't highlight uh, the sales of an album or did you got to download this or that. Sure, we can put that out there. But what's more beneficial to you? Buying somebody's album or getting somebody's heart story that in turn can help you and you can make it your own in the way that God's giving you your ministry to figure things out through the help of encouragement and inspiration of others. That's what we do here at Worship Team Training University. This is what we do here also with these podcasts for you. So guys, we thank you so much for listening. Um, I do want to express real quick before we jump into the rest, um, our hearts and prayers for everyone being affected on the West Coast, the fires that are raging from California all the way up to Oregon, Washington, Utah, Wyoming, all around. And uh, we just want to let you guys know, if you're listening right now, our hearts are with you. Our prayers are for you. Your church is your family. And may God continue to shield you in his protection. And we pray for this whole disaster to be extinguished and for God's glory to be elevated from it. So you have our prayers with you. So coming up, uh, David Chadwick, an awesome, awesome man of God who loves worship leaders and pastors. He's going to be speaking from the heart about pain and what does it mean to 
not to serve others through their pain, because we covered that with um, Welby O'Brien, who was here. But David's going to flip it on the other foot and talk about how we can minister through our own pain. Now, pain is a real deal. And I'm, I'm going to just say this, too, that I'm going to start getting more and more into these real topics of leading ministry, leading life. Look, guys, I've been doing this a long time. And for those of you who followed us, thank you so much. We've been doing this now since uh, 2004 without, you know, connection to the Internet and um, by virtual and by video. And you're getting just stories and you're getting experiences that God has given me that I'm just sharing with you. So I want to start taking some deeper steps. I'm also um, writing about my own experiences as well. And they're coming out in two books that currently I'm writing on. I'm about to finish one. It's my life story. The second one is my ministry story. So I'm very excited to bring these things to you. And the reason why I jump on here and do these videos, the reason why you see us across social media is because I want to inspire you with hope. I want to give you something that's a piece of what you can hold on to through your ministry journey, through your life journey. And like I said in the last podcast, nobody else may say these things to you. I hope that they do. I just want to be another voice into your in your heart that God would use. So, more about that in a little bit. Lion and Bear, we're going to have them also up in about two weeks or so. A great couple guys who have their own pain, who have learned to lead out from it. And you're going to hear about the records and the victories that God is doing through them. So uh, be sure to check out David Chadwick, Lion and Bear coming up. Oh, man. What about this one? Tim Timmons. Remember this face? Big old glasses, buffy beard. He looks all burly. He looks tough. But yeah, he's got this smirk on the face like, why am I here? Tim Timmons coming up soon. Not just Tim, but the whole gang. If you've been following us for all these years with our podcast, you may remember not just him, but also Derek Williams, who actually started these podcasts with me back in 2006. And we did a lot of test piloting. Derek is one of the most funniest people alive that I know. He's dry as a bone. You never know that he's trying to single you out. But then there's another guy, Tony Guerrero. Tony, wow. I mean, Tony Guerrero and I go back years also. Uh, I've known him, met him at Saddleback, where I did a lot of my uh, training and ministry there. Tony's got such an awesome mind. Um, I call him the young Gandalf. He probably wouldn't like that, but it doesn't matter because it's my show and I can say what I want. Swift. Andre Johnson, this man is my best friend. This brother right here, I love probably more than these guys here on the screen. I'm kidding, no. Swift is my man. He joined us on the podcast later in the years, uh, but just a, a fantastic dude. I love his heart. I love what he's about, and you will too. So all these gang together, Timmons, Derek, Tony, Swift, uh, we go back 15 years out of all of them, and I just, it's just amazing to... Uh, bring this back, um, all these pinheads here. So all the jokes, the the insults, 
you won't be sorry. You got to listen to it because we just make fun of each other and uh, we, we do it ruthlessly. So join us Thursday this week, September the 17th at about 3.15 Central Time on Instagram Live. You don't want to miss that. And yes, we'll be doing the playbacks also in audio. But as you know, there's nothing like live. All right. So. Uh, you got the information up there. All right, so let's get to this taking charge of your ministry topic. What does this really mean? Now, last week, this is a part one series of Are You 100% Happy? In which last week I unpacked for you what does it mean to, to truly live a life of mini- a life of, of life. Let's just not even call it ministry, all right? What about this life stuff? When, when do you ever get to the, the, the point of your life where you think, you know, ministry is all I've done. It's, it's who I am. But then where's your life behind that? Is it, do you segment it kind of tucked away somewhere? It's maybe another room for you in the house? Or is your life something that you're truly living? Because if you're trying to live out your ministry through your life, and you're not putting life first, the life that God gave you, then the priorities need to be flipped around. That's what we're talking about today, because there's too many people, too many things that want to take charge of you. When God's called you and I to take charge of our ministry and to be in charge of the things that God has given you, that's what it's about. So let's jump on in. Real life is about learning and living with, I would say, true boundaries. A great book that I've, that's been one with me for the past 15, 20 years is a book called Boundaries, Henry Cloud and Townsend. Uh, I don't have the full author's name, but it's by Town, it's by Cloud and Townsend. Uh, these guys wrote the book on boundaries, and they're two Christian men, Christian counselors, who come at this topic in such a, a powerful biblical way to help you understand where your skin ends and theirs, meaning people, begins. Or when theirs end and yours begin, there is a boundary. And I don't think that boundaries are really taught in the church. I think that we talk about the boundaries of the things that we should do and shouldn't do. But when it comes to boundaries about other people and you... I don't think we do a lot of good talk about us in terms of how do we keep other people's trash out of our yards. We talk about how holy maybe our trash needs to be. We talk about how we are not to judge others in their trash, and those that's true. But when have these things really become life to you, where you learn how to separate out the voices of others? It's so easy, worship leaders, it's so easy for us to take our jobs, our positions, our volunteerism so personally. When somebody says something to you, especially if they don't like something, I covered that two weeks ago about dealing with complaints, so easily we become crushed. Why is that? Why do you walk away feeling so crushed of what somebody had said? Well, probably because you put your whole heart into it, because you love what you do. You allow, you invite the Lord in. You do your greatest work. 
you give your all to God and you want to serve people and then you give and give and give and give and give. But then when something comes your way, that's just a small, small ounce of a tinier than a glass of a, a, a Dixie cup. They pour it on you. It's one little thing and it break, it just breaks you and it hurts. Why? It's because of our lack of boundaries. Because our skin is too thin, we let others in. So what is yours? What do you have control over? It's what you say. Your feelings are important. Your attitude. Your behavior. Your growth in Christ. You develop boundaries that you own. That's the whole point, is that you have to own your boundaries. Let me just say... You're always going to have this in life. You've you've heard the statement, you can't please everybody. But why do you still find yourself trying to please everybody? Reality is, you can't. You can't even please everybody in your own household. So what, what makes you think that you can please everybody in the church? What makes you think that you can totally please your pastor? Is it okay to fail in front of your pastor? Or are you afraid that maybe... You won't be good enough in their eyes, or you may fear that you'll lose your job. Let me just tell you guys, right now in this era in COVID, we're all staying at home. Half of us are leading worship in person. Half of us are still online. There's so much scrutiny going on, but you cannot let those things interfere across your boundaries where they affect the way and how God's called you to lead. God's called you. He hadn't called anybody else. It's like good mentors have said to me when I first started out leading worship, you are always going to have people's opinions. And those opinions, there's some truth to it. There's some things that you can learn from it. But it doesn't have to necessarily become you. You're always going to have it. So how do you defend that? How do you put up those boundaries? Well, You don't put up stone walls. You don't put up barbed wire fences. You put up what was said to me, flexible fences. Fences that can bend a little bit and breathe a little bit. What am I really saying? You have to let people be people. That's it. When I talk about the complaints of other people, you have to learn to let people complain. You have to let people be who they are and not let it tax you like what we said back what in 2010 don't let it sass you it's true you can't let other people do that to you you have to let other people have opinions you know it's like teaching our sons we have two boys and one will get upset because he doesn't like the way that the other person is playing with their toy I'm like well what's up with you anyway Why does it matter if he builds a Lego that's different from the way that you build it? But isn't it beautiful that he can create something that's unique? Well, that's that's their opinions working. That's the way that they see life, the way that they perceive things. You know, the world and ministry wouldn't be so colorful if we were all the same. I've talked about that a year ago, how um, oneness is not sameness. You don't have to be the same in order to be unified. What makes us unified is our differences in one another. Look, we're going through this bombastic, ridiculous racial tension in this country. And half of us don't even see that it's a problem. 
But when you look at the way America was comprised together, it was comprised together on the basis of our differences. That unites us. Who unites us? Jesus. So how are we living these things out? And then we get so upset when somebody says, I don't like your song. Or I don't like how you did not put me on the rotation team. Or I don't like the way that you led that song. And it just crushes us. Not dismissing your pain at all. I've said my story before. I've had an elder approach me before I entered into worship. I was 26 years old. And the head elder came to me as I'm walking into the doors. Brandon puts his hand on my shoulder. Today's a great day for you to resign. Right before service. Who said that to you? I'm I'm sure somebody out there has had something like that happen. I know they have. Because we all go through similar things. How do you lead worship after that? You know what? I had to remove his hand from my shoulder, pervertibly, and just say, God, you put your hand on my shoulder and you do the leading through me. See, you can't let the decisions of others infiltrate you. You can't. Because if you do, you're just a walking minister doormat everywhere you go. You cannot. You can receive other people's um, opinion. You can also receive their hurt in a way where you acknowledge what they're going through. And you can befriend them. You can sympathize. You can show empathy. But you can't feel things for people. So there's, there, there's a lot of boundary making that I really believe that we need to do. I think maybe I should, just call the, should have called the show that. Boundaries. Develop boundaries to not change who you are, change other people. Because, ah, I'm sorry, I don't want to keep going on. This is probably a dead horse to you. I don't know. Let's move on. Because I want to care more about this. And look, if I'll just tell you right now, if this is offensive to you, you don't like it, then probably because there's some truth to it. I don't like talking about it all the time, but I've learned to love it. This is the failure we're talking about. Yeah, that's right. We talk about things like that here on these podcasts. So if it's not good enough for you, you don't like it, hey, no sweat. I'm just glad that you're listening. And for those of you that it is helping, I really hope this is a great big kick in your spiritual behind to move you forward because this is why we do this. And I love each and every one of you. Today, we're going to be covering boundaries, the opinions of others, responsibilities, real purpose, and collaboration. Gosh, already it's a long show. Sorry. Purpose. Let's talk about that. Point number one is here your ministry is grounded. Purpose of purpose is about your ministry being grounded. For who? It's not based on your idea, not directed by the whims of other people. You're not held hostage by complaints. Ooh, that's a good one. It is not based on an unnecessary drama. Your ministry should not be based on the drama of others. They, their drama doesn't matter. You hear that? I can't tell you how many phone calls and emails I would get before service, before rehearsal. Oh, so-and-so is upset. I don't know if they're going to stay on the team. They seem mad. And you're going to stop what you're doing because of that? You know, it used to bother me. 
It used to bother me greatly. I would crawl back into my hole. I would go to my wife and say, oh, man, so-and-so's mad on the team. I, I, I don't know what to do. I can't lose them because they're the, they're the one who holds it all together or they're the star drummer. You know what? No one holds it all together except Jesus. No one is the star of your show except God himself. So I had to learn to unwork that brokenness in me and grow good boundaries. And now my response is, well, if they don't want to come to rehearsal, I'll have to follow up with them and I hope to see them later. But wait a minute. You mean you're not going to reach out to this person right now? Well, I can, but I can't change my mind, change their minds for them. But don't you care? Well, sure I care. But why won't you? Because I don't have to. Why Why should I pour... Why should I be affected by the drama that's just going to suck me in? And what's the goal of that? What is the goal of going there with somebody in their drama? There is no goal. There isn't. You're just going to get wrapped up in their own anger. You're just going to get wrapped up into them telling you what you need to do better. Because they don't like it. Well, you know what? what I say? Maybe they should be the worship leader. Maybe they should be the leader to find out how difficult things really can be. But you know what? They're not that because they can't do that. And that's why you're doing that. Come on. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Balance. Balance. You need to learn to balance the need of others. So, yes, you can do that. You can still help the grimy, the pesky, the complainy person. You can still help and love them. Knowing, what's to do, knowing what to do is best for them and for you, you can still do that. You got to learn to embrace. You got to learn to embrace the change even when others, when others don't approve. That's the hardest lesson. You know, we started a new service. This is nothing new. Yeah, people come to you. Yeah, but we don't want to do that here. Okay. What's wrong with their opinion? They don't approve it. Embrace why they don't approve it. Embrace why they don't approve it. Why, go and ask them, well, what is it that you don't like about the service? Well, it's because we don't like that music, or we don't like getting up at this time, or we don't want to do this or that. Okay. But you don't say this to them, but in your mind, it's like, well, just because they don't like it means you can't do it. That's kind of silly. So what? I don't like eating eggplant. Big deal. Am I offending the, guy, the grocery guy just because he's trying to sell it to me in the produce section? No. It's not about that. So what? You have to learn how to take things as, as a grain of salt and realize that no one's there to break your ministry. And if they are, they shouldn't be there anyway. That's between them and God. Galatians 6, 4 through 5 says, Each one should test their own actions. Okay, here's your fence building builder right here for your boundaries. Each one, I'll say it again, should take should test their own actions. How do you test your own actions? You bring them to Christ. God, are my actions really lining up with yours, with what you say? Paul goes on to say, then they take then they can take pride in themselves alone. So after you test your actions, then you can take pride about your opinion to see whether it's really worthy or not. 
It goes on to say, without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. You have no business comparing your business to other people. It says it right here, Galatians 4 through 5. I didn't say it. God said it. And that that should free you. It shouldn't anger you. If it does, then maybe there's some harder work that needs to be done in the heart. Hey, I welcome that for me. If I know I got hard work to do, <laughs> I need to do it. Point number two. What you're what you're responsible for. Here's the things that you are responsible for. Base your ministry on Jesus. Not what others think. People will always have drama. But that doesn't mean that you need to play in their show. So I say, let them say it. Have the humility to let other people say what they want. It doesn't mean it's affecting you. It shouldn't change what you do. It shouldn't change who you are. What, what has God been doing in your life? Why, why, is the, why is the Holy Spirit there within your bones? To be a doormat? No, I don't think so. So why should we just lay down and take it? No, because then you're not facing up your responsibility to God either. Then you follow up with grace. Follow up with grace with people. Hey, I like I said last week in the podcast, hey, I'm sorry this is the way you feel. What can we do about that? Ask questions. Hey, I, I understand that you're upset. You're not on the team. Or this change happened. What's going on? Let's talk about it. Talking about it is the hardest thing that you can do. I know. I know. I know. And that's why you have these silly people in your team that call around and email you about other people. Right? That's how it starts. Oh, but so-and-so doesn't want to come to rehearsal because they're mad. They're just mad. I say let them be mad. (laughs) Because God's going to do his work in that person anyway. And you may never know what kind of victory he may work through you and that person. I've had it many times happen in my ministry and outside my ministry. People get mad. God works through us. They turn around. You turn around. They learn something. You learn something. And all of a sudden, wow, God's miracle. And then you avoid all the drama. What was that about? (laughs) Develop boundaries for responsibilities. So here are the things that you can change. Your perspective, your outlook. Find new areas to grow. To grow what God wants to grow in your heart. Spiritual maturity is what we call it. Your behavior keeping your integrity, your confidence to move forward, develop boundaries for change. Exodus 9.16 says, But I have raised you up for this very purpose, that I might show you my power, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. This is God talking. But I have raised you up for this very purpose, Worship leader, pastor, audio technician, volunteer. That I might show, not you, not you might show, that I might show, not your power, my power, God says. And that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. God's name will be proclaimed in all the earth. 
That should bring the synergy to point number three, collaboration. Because if you want to go fast, you can go by yourself. You can make it all about you. But if you want to go far, you got to go together. If you want to go fast, you can go by yourself. But if you want to go far, you have to go together. Collaboration is everything. But if you're alone, if you're lone rangering it, you lose everything. Throw your ego out the door. All the team players are standing inside. They're waiting for you. Point number four, surround yourself with people. Okay, check this. Okay, you may not like what you're about to hear. I'm fully disclosing this right now. You can end this podcast anytime. By the way, no animals have been hurt. No one's been prosecuted in the events that will be described to follow. Surround yourself with people who know more than you, who care more than you, who are better than you, and who are smarter than you. That's right. I said it. That's right. You don't have it all down. I don't have it all down. So how do you get it down? Learn. Learn from people who do, who do things better than you. Learn from people who lead better than you. Learn from people who are smarter than you, who have more confidence, who look like they have it all together. But make sure that person, make sure though, who you follow and who you learn from, that they are down home with God first. But learn. You can still learn from people who may not have it all together, but maybe they're better at what they do. What are some things that you can take away with from? Sorry. When I was 25, I'll say that again. I said that before. I was leading worship when it was weird. Leading worship was like, what? I mean, like, you did that? People ask you, what do you do for a living? Uh... You ever find yourself that difficult response? Uh, Because they have no idea what a worship leader is. Worship what? What's a worship anyway? Leader of what? Is this a cult? Is this leader of what? Buddha? No. Worship. Worship what? Who? That's how weird it was back then, right? Remember? All you worship leaders about my age? Yeah. (laughs) But here's the thing. Young guys that are listening, young ladies that are listening, this is why you're listening, because you're learning something. You're learning right now. So suck it up. No one knew back then what we were doing. I didn't even know. So how did I learn? How did I... How did I grow out of my own ignorance? By asking questions, learning that it's okay to fail, learning that it's okay to not know it all, to have the confidence to say, you know what, I need to grow in this area. You know what, I'm not good with people. You know what, I'm not really the best guitar player. You know what, I can't really hit all those notes in my vocal range. Is that okay? Can you really be okay with that? I mean, if you're leading worship for other people's approval out there in the church to say that, oh, wow, he or she can hit all those notes and and the way that they sing, oh, wow, they're so majestical in the way that they play their instrument. If they're doing that, then you're leading worship for the wrong reason by getting other people's approval just for them to say about how good you are. Wait a minute. What? Stop. Is this American Idol, the voice, the Grammys, or is this God we're talking about? 
You think God really up there is just going, oh, but they didn't hit that high note on that last song. Uh, We've heard this chorus before. Why do we have to repeat it again? You think God's really saying those things? Other people will say it in your church, but they're not God. Okay? Whose thought right there is more important? Point number five, you need to change. You need to change, not your people. It's so easy. You will frustrate yourself for all of life if you get so down about how you can't change other people because that's not your job. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. What you can change is yourself. What you can change is, God, I want and I ask that you will come inside of me and you do your greater work and change me for the good. Break my brokenness. Heal my wounds. Help me with the things that I'm ignorant that I don't understand, bring to mind, illuminate my mind with the the passages of your word and the Holy Spirit. And may I learn to, to grow and to be complete in Jesus and put on the full armor of God, take off the old clothes, put on the new man. How hard was that? It can be hard. But then so we receive his grace to do so. Hey friends, before we continue with the rest of today's podcast, I want to share with you a new resource and how you can become a member here at Worship Team Training University for free. Many of us have been leading worship and doing things online, streaming, and behind the screen, but who's equipping you and your skill? You want to check out wttu.co slash enroll, E-N-R-O-L-L, to help equip you with new articles, feature highlights, and notifications all free, download it to your device. Check out wttu.co slash enroll. And also check out our new devotional, Comfort 19. That's wttu.co slash c19. Now, let's continue with the rest of today's podcast. So if you find yourself frustrated, start caring for people more. Start caring more for what God's doing in you, what God can do and ship and is doing through others. If you do it together, you can achieve it better, you and your teammates. Don't be the first one with the ideas. Okay, this goes back to collaboration now. Let the ideas flow. I'm kind of moving on a little bit, sorry. But in collaboration and not taking things personally defensively, learn how to work together. There are some notes that I that I have here. How you, how you can achieve things better is don't be the first one to float the idea. Don't let all the ideas come from you. Let the things float in the air. Let other people have a, a say. There are no dumb answers. You gotta learn, you gotta get over yourself. You you really do. Your drummer's got an idea or a, or a comment or opinion in rehearsal. So what? Let them talk. I've heard so many worship leaders when I come to their churches and I do these workshops, they say, oh, no, don't don't ask the bass player anything because he'll just go off on music theory and talk about it for hours and we never get through song one. Well, okay, so you got to learn how to rein in that bass player. But let them talk. Let them talk about the A major seven or, you know, B flat five. Let them talk about it. You may learn something, but you got to... You also got to have the cojones and say, hey, Bill, you know what? That's great. Can we talk more about that later? Because we really need to get through song one. I mean, you got to manage your rehearsal. You know, you got to help manage your people. If you don't like the way things, if you don't like the way that other people do things, you're starting to shortchange yourself. Uh, You don't like something about yourself as the reason why you don't like Bill or whoever. 
you disregard the needs for others to grow. And then we start elevating ourselves when we think that what we're saying is more important. Why is this so precious? Is because we are not to slap others in the face, those that are older than us, those who take their time to teach you things, things that you didn't know, and yet you still haven't learned everything yet. You may be younger, you may be older. Why can't, if you're older, you can't learn from a younger person? Why can't a younger person learn from an older person? We're all here doing the same thing on the same team. So our conclusion, adjust the way that you listen to others. What you think, edit your own brain. Don't worry about other people. Edit the things out in your own brain. Develop goes back to those boundaries that we talked about. Learn how to be flexible. What comes in, what goes out. What stays out. Change your focus. Change your focus. Concentrate on differing ideas in your team. Challenging, challenge the orthodox. And, and then be amazed at what God does through them through your people the whole idea is to learn to like what Paul says I discipline my body exercise your body to run further with your team do the hard work of a servant swallow your pride forgive yourself give yourself permission to fail (laughs) oh that's a tough one what give myself permission to fail yes absolutely Because if you don't, nobody else will, right? You will not find the same kind of mercy in anybody else other than God. So it's easier for me to say, God, I I suck at this. This is going to fail, but it's okay. No one else will say that. So you have to learn how to have these hard talks with God and have Him show you, have Him grow you. Then show grace to others. Learn that you don't need to be the smartest. You don't need to be the most skillful. You don't need to be the best looking. You don't need to elevate yourself in any way. Because we're there leading worship to elevate everything, to elevate God. And everything that belongs to God belongs to God. We elevate that. So, worship leader, pastor, volunteers, you you hear me say this all the time. But please, please, please. Allow God's grace to work within you to understand that you don't need to be anything other than who God's called you to be, which is his child, his kid. That's what matters. Guys, thanks so much for coming in, listening to the podcast, watching our members, the videos of this day. Don't forget uh, the 17th, this Thursday, for our reunion show starting at 3.15 Central Standard Time. We want to have you there. And uh, we love it when you come and uh, download our cast. And guys, if you wouldn't mind, uh, when you're wherever that you get your podcast from and you download these episodes, uh, please give us a high rating, a five-star rating. Drop us a comment. Uh, let other people know, most importantly, what you learned during this time. Share this with your team. Live it. Love it. Let it become you. What God's doing through you, go back to his scriptures. Not what I said, go back to what God says. 
And most importantly, remember, you don't need to be perfect. Just allow the Lord Jesus to lead you both in life and to have him lead you in worship. Love you guys. We'll see you back on the next podcast. Bye. This has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshiptteamtraining.com.